0: Last time on Improv Tabletop, we met our new trio of heroes that we will be following in the course of this campaign. Miss Cadence, the brontosaurus who really, really needs to flirt like her family state depends on it. Miss Janice Cadence, the mother who really, really thinks that the family state depends on it because she has (laughs) no money and no prospect. And the immensely wealthy Colonel Fuzz William, uh, who... Ah! Yep, you see that? He can't read a room, everybody. (laughs) Look at that. Uh, We didn't actually get into the story with these characters during our last episode, so we're going to pick up with them now here in the world of Pride and Prejudice and Puppets. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by Caleb Anderton, Heather, and Thomas. We're going to dig into a fantastical world of really weird social courtship customs and everything. <laughs> we'll just jump right into it with Colonel Fuzz William on the Fuzz William Estate. <laughs> yes, you uh, have a ball to throw. A big old ball inviting people from near and far all across the hills and vales of Muppetin so that uh, you can, you know, get to know some people, do some, tell some jokes, give your type five, impress some people, right? Uh, what does preparation for a ball look like at the Fuzz William estate?
1: Yeah, so a lot of it is fairly practical um, based off of my parents. Um, they are forcing me who, by the way, my parents are human. Mm. and I'm a Muppet. so. And uh, my parents are the ones who are saying like, you must get the shaved ice like a swan. And getting all of the, um, what they deem as the essentials of making sure you get the band, making sure you get this. Um, But then on the side, My preparation for the ball is getting a lot of fabric and getting a lot of animals Mm -hmm. and uh, bringing them to the estate. And uh, also not just getting just musicians, but getting like the newest new age musicians, if you will, (laughs) to where like they can play the balls. But they've been doing a little work on their side as well. And by the way, here's their EP um, (laughs) cassette that you can take home with you if you'd like. So,
0: yes. So you're in the middle of your preparation and the door slams open and your father, played by Sir Ian McKellen, comes storming in. <laughs> and he says, Colonel Fuzzy, I cannot believe you booked Dr. Teeth and the steam-powered mayhem to play at this ball. I absolutely hate them.
1: Uh, well, what do you expect from me, Father? I, I, they, they were available. They have—they know all of the, the waltzes and they know all of the dances. I mean, uh, uh, I, I'd be remiss in uh, my duties if I didn't bring
2: them here to our ball.
0: But they also know that terrible bluegrass music that's been popping up in the states recently i tell you these youths and their crazy new musical trends i can't stand it and he gets it right up in your face like nose to nose and says if i hear one single banjo pluck out of dr teeth and his band of marauders i'll have your fur
1: and while he's doing that i like my one hand is like starting to like caress the chin but <laughs> yes. then as he gets closer it like kind of like grips and, like, as as he punctuates his last words, I, like, shrink back. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, Dad. Um,
0: None, none of that bluegrass, okay? Yeah. Your mother is absolutely having the vapors. I'm going to go get her a drink. Meanwhile, you finish up making sure that the ballroom looks presentable.
1: And it's at that moment where I go, oh, she needs a drink, you say? And I pull out a flower and just water. just sprays him and just douses his face. Just a steady stream of 15 seconds where he doesn't move and I I just have the biggest grin on my face where water is just like (laughs) until it like runs dry and it's just mist coming out now. (laughs) Just an obscene amount of water that there's no way that I could have that in my pocket or any like pouch nearby. Like It's just crazy and He just takes it.
0: Yeah, let's have you roll with Flashy for this gag. Your father is going to try and attack back at you with Forceful. He's like, he's staring daggers at you, hoping that he can like inflict some of the fear of God in you. (laughs) Some uh, social combat. Yes.
1: (laughs) we might have a lot of that in this campaign. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We may eventually see some physical combat with Janice's Purse with a brick in it, uh, but social <laughs> combat is the order of the day currently. Here we go. Uh,
1: I got a three.
0: Your father got a two.
1: Nice. nice. So I just stare at him, kind of like a ta-da. Uh, just stare at him, like expectant, and I go ah uh,
0: ah. Uh. He stands there for a moment, and just eventually, after a while, says. I'm just immensely glad it wasn't milk this time. You're getting better in that regard, at least.
1: He go, oh, okay, okay. Pull out a notepad and go, milk, not a great idea.
0: He stalks off and he claps his fingers and you see a couple penguins come up in their powdered wigs yes! and their tuxedos. <laughs> they, they've got some towels and they're starting to dry him off as he slams the door behind him on his way out
3: and as he slams the door on his way out you hear more commotion and trays dropping and glass breaking and everything as the door slams open this time hitting the wall so hard that it leaves a dent in the wall and you see this large violet brontosaurus foot come in followed by a tail backing in and another foot and the rest of the behind and it gets caught a little bit. And you just see this body rocking and rocking and rocking until finally it comes in And you're face-to-face with, surprisingly, only a a seven-and-a-half-foot-tall Brontosaurus, (laughs) since it is half Brontosaurus, half Muppet. (laughs) All right. Um, A little bit larger than a Snuffleupagus, (laughs) but not too large that it can't fit in the room. All of a sudden, you just see this long neck turn and the violet head turn around with long blonde hair and large lips. (laughs) You just hear this, Ah! I, um, I didn't see a doorman. To tell that uh, I was arriving, I tried really hard not to be late for the ball this time. My mother told me if I was late, I would not be able to have any snacks in the home ever
1: again. (laughs) (laughs) The worst punishment for a a Regency area woman.
0: Uh, As all of this commotion is going on, you hear footsteps coming in from down the hallway. And Professor Bunsen is playing your butler. (laughs) He comes uh, just scampering and says, Oh dear, Colonel Fuzzwilliam, I'm terribly sorry. Usually we accept guests through the front door, uh, not the back door. I was busy watching the front waiting for guests to show up. Uh, You, madam, may I know to whom I am speaking?
3: Yes, that would be Miss Tedden's. Of Mother Ten! <sighs>
0: Miss Cadence, you are about three hours early for this <gasps> ball.
3: Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! And she just starts doing a very awkward dance with her forefeet just like stationary and her neck swing from side to side and up and down. It almost looks like she's having a stroke. (laughs) And she just sits there shaking her head and she goes, I told my mother I would, oh, wait, being early is my problem. Dang
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Bunsen turns to the other butler and says, uh, Beaker, could you please direct Miss Cadence to the drawing room where she can listen to the band starting to warm up? Uh, Miss Cadence, we're glad that you're here and we will be immensely hospitable towards you uh, until the ball begins, but Colonel Fuzz William here has to continue helping with the preparations for the ball.
3: <laughs> and she just. Tries to scuttle off and get stuck in the door again and shimmies her way through.
0: Yeah, a dozen more penguins show up and start pulling you through the doorway, <laughs> and Beaker's just like
3: me, 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 me,
0: and starts directing you uh, down one of the hallways.
4: Uh, you hear and see her mother run in, just pitter-pattering and panting behind her, and she sees that her daughter is once again stuck
2: in the door and says, Oh, I told you to lay off the cucumber sandwiches, man, this wouldn't be happening, and helps push her through.
0: Yeah, so uh, you start, the two of you are led off towards the drawing room. Colonel Fuzz William, uh, how are you feeling about this whole display uh, that yeah. has just been made in front of you?
1: So I'm uh, a little perturbed <laughs> that um, people would be showing up early. And I say, uh, I mutter under my breath. And they say that I have bad timing. (laughs) Um, Just with the long list of things that I have to do um, to get things ready and to not only get the ball ready, but to get my portion of the ball ready, which my parents don't know that I have my portion of the ball that I'm getting ready as well, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as you are helping in here, uh, a whole bunch more penguins come in and they start like hammering up boards on the cracked door frame and whatnot. And your mother, played by Jane Duty Dench, comes uh, sweeping in around the corner. (laughs) Duty Dench. She says... Colonel, your terrible friend from college is here to visit with you. That Gonzo fellow. Oh! Oh,
1: Gonzo's here! Oh, mob, Thank you so much for Gonzo. Uh, look, I know, uh, I know you have the vapors and all. Um, uh, here. And he just, uh, that's where I uh, grab a bag and I, um, I shove my head in the bag and I, uh, animatedly like have my hand like waving above me, like, all right, let me see him. Um, <laughs> uh, come right in here, and I, I just start pulling stuff out and like throwing it to the side. And I go, no. And it's like, so like the classic rubber chicken, uh, the bouncy ball, the pig nose. And then I go, huh? aha. And I pull out this fan and I go, here's for your vapors, ma. And uh, as she unfurls it, it's just a picture of <laughs> of myself. <laughs> Uh, With both thumbs in the air, just with the biggest, goofiest smile. And like my head cocked to the side.
0: (laughs) She looks at the fan and she stares daggers at you. She's going to attack you with forceful. How would you like to defend?
1: Um, It's my mom. I'm going to attack with
0: careful. All right.
3: Oh, no. Nope.
0: Uh, minus one. Ooh, she got a plus two. Yep. Would you like to spend a fate point to potentially reroll that?
1: No, it's my mom. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> okay. You take three stress, and you can put that on your stress track. You can take a consequence if you would like. Up to you. I
1: want to take a consequence.
0: All right. Let's give you just a minor two-point consequence for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that consequence will be... Mother is watching. (laughs) Mother is watching.
1: (laughs) It's like, uh, I give this to her. I I just have this like searing like psychic like head trauma come through me like (laughs) Ah, ah. and like my head going back and forth as mom is watching me and I go (laughs) uh, and I just leave the stuff on the floor as I close my bag awkwardly and as I just like skirt off to the side to go see my friend console
0: (laughs) yes and she's like he brought his terrible wife with him that chicken ever since he (laughs) married that chicken he's been even weirder than he was before
1: okay mom uh Uh, Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye, mom.
0: She goes sweeping off down the hallway and you head over to the pump room where you and Gonzo always liked to hang out back in the day.
1: And I've got a few weights in here. Um, You know, (laughs) I've got a few like um, some of them are actual weights, but most of them are just like, say, like 500 kilos and they're just like nothing. And Gonzo (laughs) is doing one of them with his wife perched like in the middle of the bar. Uh, He just is like. Uh, pushing it up yeah
0: yeah and he hears footsteps entering through the door and he turns towards you hey fuzzy and he just drops the bar and it lands right on top of his face and like crumples his nose <laughs> into his skull he's just like,
1: <laughs> and I just walk over and go Oh, Gonzo, so good. I'm glad to see you. Uh, this is, man, my. Ever since we moved to this place, Muppahin, it's just, uh, my parents, they just have been having these unrealistic expectations of me of like going out into society when all I really want to do is... Uh, and uh, I see, at that point, Gonzo just struggling to pull it off. And I go, oh, here, here let, let, let me help you. And I just pick it up like it's nothing and I throw it off to the side of the room.
0: <laughs> and his nose bounces back immediately and he goes, oh, man, thanks for that, Fuzzy. Uh, yeah, no no problem. Hey, what would you get here? why did you come in? Just now? Yeah, we've been on the road for a while and my mom's old Studebaker trying to make some good time. But, you know, that thing is... its, it's got- a lot of problems with lots of bumps and bruises along the way. We lost a tire halfway through, and then we lost another tire three quarters of the way through, and we lost a third tire right as soon as we got to the front property here. So uh, I'm actually going to have to stay here for probably about a week until we can get that fixed.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this is the uh, period of time where it's not awkward for people to stay over for an extended period of time. So yeah, of course.
0: Well, We'll make a room up for you. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, if you could make sure to get a coop in there for uh, for Camilla and oh, he uh, points towards his wife. I, forget,
1: I forgot Camilla was in there and goes, oh yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah I can uh, do that. I'm also kind of getting the vibe of like when he started dating Camilla back in college you were like, man, this girl's no good for you, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Then like ask you to be the best man at the wedding and everything.
1: And me and Camilla just haven't like said more than like ten words to each other like in our entire <laughs> existence. So just like one of those relationships ships of like oh yeah hi camilla
3: there is a language barrier
1: it's true
0: yeah you say hello to her and she turns towards you and she says the one word that she has ever said to you she says "Back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um good seeing you too
1: okay uh, uh yeah uh, what we'll, we'll get your rooms in there we'll get your stagecoach uh, dragged into the back of
0: course Gonzo turns to Camilla and says, "Uh, if you could go and help out with Lady Fuzz William, she's uh, working on some food in the kitchen, is what she told me she was helping out with some of the preparations. Uh, You know, even though they've got a whole bunch of servants, this is just such a big party. This is going to be like the biggest party of the decade is what I've been told. So big that even the lady of the estate has to help out with the food preparations. (laughs) See, that's
1: just what I'm talking about. I I feel like all I'm doing is helping out with things and I, I don't actually get to do what I want. To do. That's rough, buddy. Well, I better go and help Ma. And I just do the jump run that Muppets do when they um, are moving from one location to another.
0: He comes uh, jump running right alongside you and he says, Well, you know, Camilla could help out with the cooking if you've got other stuff that you need to do. Uh, well, I could help you out with that. I'd really
1: like to say yes, um, but uh, my consequence, <laughs> Ma's watching. I, I I better go help. I don't know how she would like it if Camilla would be uh, helping out too much. You, you two just relax, all right? And uh, I'll try to scramble and put my
0: stuff together later. Oh, scrambling eggs. Oh yeah, it's, that that's a good point. We don't want Camilla to be there when you're scrambling eggs. Uh, yeah, Camilla, let's go over to the drawing room. Let's uh, listen to the band starting to warm up. And she looks towards you and just gives a curt and then starts following Gonzo off to the drawing room.
1: I feel like that was a necessary comment, all right? (laughs) And I just uh, hop, run on over to the kitchen.
0: Now, Miss and Mrs. Cadence, you've made it over to the drawing room, and Dr. Teeth and the Steam-Powered Mayhem are setting up on the bandstand, and Dr. Bunsen comes up to you, Janice, and says, Oh, your daughter certainly has a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, That's for sure. A lot of enthusiasm that's the word I'm going to use
2: yeah you know she's been enthusiastic since she came into the world man she had to come into this world on the very night when I was supposed to go to the greatest cotillion of my decade man and I couldn't make it because she was born
0: that is terribly unfortunate for you but uh terribly fortunate for your daughter that she was born
2: yeah, I guess so.
1: Wow. If you're into that sort of thing. Some strong motherly guilt there. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> and as the band is setting up, uh, they turn and they kind of glance towards you. And Dr. Teeth does a double take and he goes, hey, Janice, it's been a while since I seen you. Oh, hey, Dr. Teeth. How you doing lately? Uh, you know, we're having a hard time getting this new bluegrass music to pick up over here across the pond. But man, I haven't really spoken to you ever since you uh, weren't able to make it to that big cotillion, that big gig we were gonna be playing. You just kind of fell off the face of the earth.
2: Yeah, I know. I had my daughter. Have you met her? No, I don't think so. She's over there. You can't miss her. Oh, you—you are—you are correct about that, friend. <laughs> yeah.
0: And at this point, Animal comes hopping up next to him with a big old drum in his hand and goes, ah, Dr. Teeth. ah." And then he pauses when he catches a glimpse of Miss Cadence. Like you turn around and your long blonde brontosaurus hair kind of flips around in slow motion. And Animal just pauses with his mouth agape and his eyes open wide. And there's like a full five second pause. And Dr. Teeth is like, uh, animal, what was that about the drums? And he just drops the drum and starts hop walking over towards Miss Cadence.
2: Oh, that animal. He's always been an animal.
0: Man, maybe you should come back on the stage here and uh, try to perform with us one more time.
2: Oh, I don't know. It's been so long. This is really, it's my daughter's night. This is the one she's supposed to be here. This is her big cotillion, you know?
0: Well, it seems like she's off to a promising start. Well, Maybe. Depends on how promising you feel about our friend animal over here.
2: <laughs> how many pesos does he make per year? <laughs>
0: uh, that's funny. That's real funny. Uh, <laughs> Cadence, you're just kind of like standing there looking around at the finery of the place when you hear from down near one of your shoulders just this. Ha! 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 And Dr. T is like, wow, they might actually be perfect for each other.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not one for social graces, but I hope that was a good hello.
0: And he just goes, woman, (laughs) woman.
2: Practice your flirting, honey. You got to practice if you ever want to get the (sighs) colonel. The manner depends on it.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, give me one second. And she she turns her face and she, like, tries to compose herself. And she's standing on her two hind legs now with her front legs up like arms. And she's trying to be all proper. And she's, like, strikes an elegant pose that she feels. And she goes, how about the weather, handsome gentleman? (laughs) What have
0: you? Go ahead and roll with... Uh, I mean, you are being careful. You're you're taking the time to make sure you've got the pose just right and everything. Go ahead and roll with careful to see how well you do.
3: Okay, I got a four.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Animal looks up at you, and he sees you getting all proper, and he... Uh, it's like, oh, oh, and he turns around and you see his hands are like frantically clawing at his hair, trying to get it to lay down. And when he turns, he's got like a perfect greased middle part in his hair. <laughs> he stands up very straight and says, A sun is beautiful like you. Uh,
3: and and the, the rose and the dawn never breaks. <laughs>
0: in the middle of this, the door slams open and Gonzo comes in with Camille, and he's like, "Man, what kind of party's going on in here already?"
3: Cadence sees that another person entered the room, and she starts sweating really, really profusely, and and she goes, "Oh wow, I need to take a stroll about the room and." practice my stitching (laughs) she just starts walking away and she doesn't really understand what a stroll about the room means so she just walks forward to the wall and back to where she was and forward to the wall and back to where she was and she's got nothing in her hand, but she's pretending to cross stitch as she does it. <laughs>
0: and Gonzo turns to Camilla and's like, like, uh, she might have a couple screws loose up there, don't you think? And Camilla just nods and goes,
3: <laughs>
0: now we'll cut over to the kitchen where Colonel Fuzz William, your mother, you've never once in your life seen her with her sleeves rolled up to do work. But today is the big day, the special day though she doesn't actually physically wield a whip her words are just as effective as one shouting at all of these penguins to go and you know the profiteroles over there and the aspic over there and just making sure that everything is perfect and ready to go
1: I go up and shocked and in awed, I forget about how terrified I am at her and be like, wow, Ma, you're actually really good at
0: this. You could actually work in a kitchen if you needed to. <laughs> she turns towards you and she tilts her head back so she's staring down the bridge of her nose at you and says, ah, but why would I ever need to work in a kitchen? This is my home. I am merely taking command of my battle station, as it were.
1: Wow. Yeah, I guess. I guess if we're gonna go to war, I mean, yeah, sure, that
0: that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. I still do not know how you ever got the title of
1: Colonel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his jokes are terrible and his timing's off. So and he goes, "Well, I had to do something with this," and he pulls out a drumstick of like a chicken leg, and <laughs> um, and he's like. Huh? No? No? Okay. (laughs) And he just puts it right back in there,
0: so. Oh, I never should have let you go over to America. All of the worst things in the world are happening across the sea right now.
1: Uh, well, Ma, you needed me? Uh, you, I, uh, I, I needed, you needed me here?
0: Yes, and she kind of drags you over to a corner of the kitchen where things are a little bit less busy, and she says, "Now, young Fuzz William, you remember the conversation we had earlier about your continued singleness?"
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, that one. Uh, uh, uh. And again, kind of scratching the back of like with my large, ridiculously proportioned hand uh, behind my ear, just kind of scratching it, like, ah, oh, yeah, um. Uh, how
0: how 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 can I forget that conversation? Exactly. How could you, when the entire dignity of the Fuzz William family rests upon your shoulders? There are the most eligible women from all across Muppeton coming here to this party, and you, every single time we hold a ball, insist upon making japes and chests, not even going into the dance except to try and do, the, what is it, the chicken dance? Is that what you picked up over there in the States? Uh, yeah,
1: very dignified dance. Uh, <laughs> you, you keep, you don't let me teach it to you. I can teach you to her right now, Ma, as he gets his hands out, and he's like, he goes, it's very simple, all you gotta do, you, you take your hands, like, and he tries to go through it before I imagine she interrupts him.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and roll with careful, I guess, to see how your mother responds to this okay. uh, we'll put this against a difficulty of three because she's already kind of on edge
1: oh that's a two but i'm going to use a fate point yeah and i'm going to um pull on my aspect which i've been pulling up this entire episode of <laughs> uh can't read a room mm-hmm. and letting that uh pull me through to add a two to it so it's a four
0: yeah she does not, in fact, slap you across the face like she was going to, but uh, she just reaches out. And as you've like, got your hands up doing the, the beaks balking, she just grabs your hands and holds them in place and says, <laughs> Son, my dear child, you are the only thing that is going to carry on the line of myself and your father. If you do not marry, then our family will die in the annals of history. Our family will end with you. You are going to find a wife out there tonight, are you not?
1: Um, I, again, as she um, gets closer and closer, I shrink down as my hands. I, I kind of go, how, 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 <laughs> how? And um, I go, uh.
0: I'll I'll try my best, Ma. I'll, I'll I'll really I will. And at this point, one of the penguins comes rushing up with a tray, and she reaches down, she grabs uh, one of the little finger sandwiches, and takes a bite and says, "Too much mustard. Go back." And then she kind of backhands the penguin, it goes fluttering back across the room, and then she turns to you, and says. Now you know that I love you dearly, son. So I'm going to be watching out for you tonight. There's already one eligible woman here in the manor.
1: Oh, you mean that uh, that dinosaur that came in?
0: <laughs> yes, that <laughs> lovely lady that came in earlier today with her mother. Oh, right, lovely lady. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotta use the right words. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, I suppose I could go and uh, get to know her, get uh, talk to her. Yeah.
0: Your mind does not still linger upon that scarlet woman, Miss Piggy, does it?
2: Ha, ah.
1: and uh, I just stiffen as she says the words, and um, uh, <laughs> my bag, which I kind of always have half open in one hand, just snaps shut, just completely, and I go still, like, a, a board, and I go, ha, ah. ha. I think I'll go uh, check some of the preparations in the other room. Uh, Okay, bye, my bye!
0: (laughs) Yeah, as you're walking out, you hear her mumbling, That's Miss Piggy. If I ever see her again, why, if she were to show up at this party, I would do nothing because I am proper, but I would seethe on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) By
1: golly, I will have thoughts about it.
0: What thoughts are flooding through Colonel Fuzz Williams' mind as he sweeps out of the kitchens?
1: Uh, as he sweeps out of the kitchens, he uh, he flashbacks, flashback, a simpler time, a happier time, a more comedic time. He's um, taking an afternoon walk, as he loves to do in his previous home, and as he's as you come across him on his walk, he's coming down this hill. Uh, and the trees are obstructing his vision. And as he's walking, uh, you can see him doing the normal Muppet walk, and he's got a nice suit on of the time and the era. Uh, And it comes to where uh, his feet are shown first, and then it kind of goes up from there to where the last thing that's revealed is his face and his hat. Uh, On his face, he's got a Marx brother, glasses (laughs) and mustache, uh, as he's walking through the the fields. Uh, And his top hat just seems to keep going and going <laughs> as it as it's slowly being revealed as he just kind of looks around and goes
2: Yeah,
1: and he's by himself
0: yes you're on your way you're on a little bit of a leave from your uh, military duty and so you thought maybe you'd go visit some of your friends in the nearby town uh some of your college friends gonzo and kermit you haven't seen them for ages
1: yes yes of course they uh had to stay behind and try to uh, take care of their family's estate, as Kermit's estate was uh, near crumbling and um, on the verge of bankruptcy. So he couldn't join me in my escapades across the countryside and the world. Join me on my tour, if you will. Ah, uh, mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, Fuzzy. It's been uh, it's been lots of fun moving with you around here. We we cut forward to uh, you have arrived in the town, and Kermit's like. Yeah, it's, it's a little different not being at the family estate. Uh, it's so full of life there, that just opulence and wealth. Being in this run-down old tavern here in the red light district of town is a little bit different. It's not quite what I'm used to. Oh, well, Kermit, you got to get out of this place. I mean, there's, there's a whole world
1: to see over there as I gesture uh, to the window. Uh, and you can see um, some of the chickens flying through the air um, like birds. Um, it's just like off into the distance, into the sun.
0: Like doves flying high. Exactly. (laughs) And as you gesture to the window, Gonzo is sitting there with his head in his hands like, yeah, there's a lot of wonderful things to see out there. (laughs) He's just watching the chickens going off into the sunset.
1: (laughs) One Camilla. Uh, Well, you gotta come and visit me. You gotta come and join me on some of my adventures here. I mean, Gonzo, you promise you will, right? Oh yeah, I'll
0: definitely be there. Come on, Kermit. You can get the night off. We're gonna go watch the dance show across the way. And Kermit's like, well, I suppose uh, we have had a better than average uh, night here, so I think I could probably get the night off. Yeah, that'd be fun. And so we cut later on to all of you. You've got your tickets. Uh, for the burlesque dance show ooh, and ooh. Kermit is <laughs> blushing profusely. You see his green felt is starting to tinge a little bit red and he says, huh, the the things that people are bringing over from America, truly all the worst things in the world are happening in America right now. <laughs> but his voice falters as there's a big fanfare and on the stage, the lights center, a feather boa is tossed aside to reveal A large snout, two perfectly symmetrical and round nostrils in the front of it, (laughs) and you hear Miss Piggy go, well, boys... Who's ready for the night of their lives? <laughs> and uh, she starts dancing on the stage, and Colonel Fuzz William, how do you respond to this display?
1: Uh, awestruck, awestruck. Um, we're all awestruck. Well, Gonzalo's not awestruck, obviously. He's still looking out the window.
0: Yeah, uh, he he for a moment he sees the feathers and he's like, oh oh okay okay it's just (laughs) she's just wearing it and then he looks back out the window
1: never mind um just awestruck throughout the night and um just uh wondering and uh wishing i could get to know this scarlet woman uh as my mother put it and i flash back to the present i think upon that night and think upon of uh how i never spoke to her i never i never took the chance i uh ran out of there by trying to um, by jumping onto the stage shortly thereafter thinking it was open mic night uh, <laughs> and it's um, starting my own routine <laughs> and um, yeah I was never welcomed back for some reason and uh, uh, just such a shame how I can never what
0: could have been and as you are kind of caught up in this reverie uh, you hear a voice that kind of breaks you out of your flashback and you hear Gonzo saying oh really really Bunsen kermit's showing up here and Bunsen goes yes we just received his card uh the courier came and let us know that mr kermit will in fact be here tonight with his betrothed
1: uh, while i'm walking through the hallway i've like been going over this list and like kind of muttering to myself and be like ah,
0: two dozen chickens
1: uh, you know and things like that and as i hear that both my hands uh crumple the paper as i like look straight at the camera and go <gasps>
0: Kermit's coming?
3: And Gonzo
0: (laughs) turns around when he hears your voice and says, oh, it's going to be just like the old days, Fuzzy. It's going to be great. We'll get to hang out with Kermit. And, you know, I'm sure that I can have, you know, Camilla hang out with the other chicks over there. They can have (laughs) a grand night. Well, we just have a boys night. We can go (laughs) to the pump room. Yeah, I joined in uh, rejoicing. Oh, boy, oh, boy,
3: oh, boy, oh, boy.
1: Looking forward to a fun night with Kermit and simpler times. Not trying to find a spouse.
0: As uh, the time begins to pass, the grand ballroom is becoming more well furnished and prepared for the evening, and we are going to make some situational aspects to kind of flesh out what's going on here in the grand ballroom. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go around and each of you tell me something interesting you see in the ballroom, and then we'll roll to create that aspect and see if we can manage to get some free invokes on that for each of us. Let's start with, I guess, the child of the head of the estate, Colonel Fuzz William. As you look around the grand ballroom, uh, you walk in past the patched-up door jam that has been <laughs> boarded back into place. Yeah, that's What's something interesting you notice here?
1: Uh, something interesting that's out of that—not out of place, but that is distinct really like that they're just penguins everywhere, <laughs> penguins in tuxedos, penguin butlers just all about. And they're waddling around and just go like, wah, 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 and uh, just like uh, skidding on their stomach uh, uh, with their platters in one hand, just perfectly balanced and just penguins, penguins, penguins.
0: All right. Go ahead and roll unmodified against a difficulty of zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a negative one. <laughs> Ooh, All right. So the aspect is created, but there's going to be a free boost on it. And that boost is going to go towards anybody who might be acting against our heroes in this encounter. Now let's go over to the mother, the doting mother, the maligned mother. What is something interesting you notice as you enter into this grand ballroom?
2: Would you look at that? They've got cheese fondue. They've got chocolate fondue and they've have watermelon fondue. My three favorites.
0: (laughs) Watermelon fondue.
2: Wow. It's
1: very exotic. Everything coming out of America. Uh,
0: All the worst stuff coming out of America right now. Okay. We'll call this well-stocked snack table. Go ahead and roll to see if we can get some invokes on that.
4: Oh, that's a flat zero.
0: All right. So the aspect is created, uh, but we don't get any free invokes on that, unfortunately.
1: Oh, guys, we're doing so good here. Yeah. So good. We need Heather
0: to and save us. All right. Yeah. Uh, Miss Cadence, what is something that you notice as you enter into the ballroom?
3: Well, as I am quite literally um, running a hole through the carpet, I'm trying to find somewhere to hide so they don't know it was me. And I noticed that all of these pillars around the room are exactly the size in between the pillars that are like attached to the wall they're like half pillars there's exactly enough space for the width of a muppet brontosaurus Mm. and it just so happens in that corner of the room a light is out so i could just hide there
0: Mm. all right so we've got a convenient hiding place Go ahead and roll unmodified. A
1: monstrous (laughs) alcove. A monstrous (laughs) alcove.
3: I also got a zero. Oh no. All
1: right. So just a normal Regency ball, everybody. No benefits to anybody here. Everybody's in danger. (laughs)
3: Except the antagonists.
1: (laughs) Yes, except the people who are here. To just cause mayhem.
3: Judy Dench.
0: <laughs> Alright, so you guys are getting ready to start the ball. You hear Dr. Teeth and the steam-powered mayhem strike up Vivaldi's spring from the seasons. People start dancing together. You see, various men are going up to the women, asking them if they can have the next dance, etc., etc.
1: I am expected to dance, so I, I am dancing most of these dances, unfortunately.
0: Yes. Uh, who's the first person that you invite to dance?
1: Um, I'm dancing with uh, Kira Knightley. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, she's just there, and uh, I go, oh, "Hi, hi, Lizzie. Uh, it's good to see you." Uh, Let's just get this over with. And so we're just (laughs) dancing with each other.
0: And as you're dancing along, she's like, Colonel Fuzz William, I must admit you are the only person here with any sense of wit about you. All of the other men here are the most dreadful balls, I must assure you.
1: I stop dancing and go, really? That's the
0: greatest compliment anybody's ever given me before! As
1: I'm jumping up and down uh, (laughs) in the middle of the dance floor. And uh, then I quickly regain my composure and be like, I mean, uh, Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: Yes, though my sisters are very excited to be here about the various prospects of those they might be able to bring home with them, I must admit that I have very little hope of finding anybody of such a worthy caliber as to bring to meet my father.
1: And, um, I know I'm looking for a mate, but I just go... What about that guy over there? He looks pretty. He looks pretty handsome, don't you think? And it's Mister Darcy, <laughs> oh,
0: that man with the the proud brow. I can. Ju- I look at him, and I can just tell. I can tell that he's come to all sorts of preconceived notions about me. I would sooner go on a date with that one over there. And she points over to the snack table where you see the head butlers going, <laughs> 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 refilling the watermelon fondue fountain.
1: <laughs> watermelon <laughs> fondue. Yeah, so uh, I just continue the pleasantries.
0: Yes, and Miss Cadence, the first person who has invited you to dance is Risso the Rat.
3: (laughs) As I hold him on my shoulder, and we just kind of turn about the room while we're dancing, I look at him and I try one of my best flirty lines that my mother has taught me, and I say, Hi. And I give like a a very saucy um, half smile, (laughs) and my teeth are bared a little bit. Then I say, if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and um Y together. Oh, that doesn't make sense.
0: Rizzo was like, hey, it doesn't make sense, but at least you know how to take a good lead in the dance.
3: You really think so? I practice for a long time because my family estate depends on this. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, it's a little hard for me to try and take the lead when my feet haven't touched the ground ever since we started dancing. But, uh, you know... Uh, go ahead and let's have you roll with... Mm, what do you think would be most appropriate for you to roll with to try and impress this rat?
3: I think I'm probably trying to be flashy.
0: All right, go ahead and roll to overcome with flashy.
1: I just love how you are just like, my family state
0: depends on this dance. <laughs> just so bold.
3: I got a one.
0: A one. He goes... Hey, well, you know what? I'm a little uh, low on the cash myself. So, well, uh, what? You got some cash? Maybe if we, maybe we hitch our wagons to each other's stars. Is that how the saying goes? <laughs> but do you think that would uh, be beneficial? You got money? You got money?
3: I'm gonna go ahead and say that you are a wonderful person. Um, and it's not. <laughs> It's not me, it's you.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that you're a wonderful
3: person.
1: And it's not me, it's you.
3: It's not me, it's you. And, uh, oh. oh, look, the dance is over. Because, um, it's just playing the same song twice, so our dance ended, thank you! And she takes him and puts him on top of a bookshelf and walks away. <laughs> and just like, hey, how am I supposed to get down from here?
1: I imagine the other, like, tough rats come like, hey, look at this, Rizzo's stuck up on a bookshelf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, guys, get me
1: down from here, come on!
0: Now, Mother Janice, what have you been doing this whole time?
2: Besides watermelon fondue. <laughs> Oh, you know, I met a handsome hunk at the uh, watermelon fondue place, you know, and we've been dancing. I think he said his name was something like Hugh Grant or something like
0: that. All right, Ned, here you go. (laughs) So uh, this is a moment for some exposition. Uh, Mrs. Cadence, the former Mrs. Cadence, it seems. (gasps) Oh,
4: uh, y- yes, absolutely.
0: A widow, a divorcee? A
4: widow, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, That's why we're so, you know, hard up for cash.
0: Ah, uh, it is truly terrible that this has happened to you. That someone such, so wonderful as yourself should be in the need of money merely because the vicissitudes of life have taken the one you loved from you in the most difficult of moments.
2: You took the words right out of my mouth, handsome. <laughs> 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 and I am mostly mouth. <laughs> Spot on what she would say.
0: (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and roll with Flashy to see how Hugh Grant accepts your advances. Oh, that's a plus two. All right. Uh, He looks at your mouth, at your large (laughs) lips, and you see he blushes and says, pardon me, I must excuse myself to the fondue table for a moment. And uh, you see a big blush running up his neck around his collar, and his hands are kind of jittering as he goes to uh, regain his composure. And in the midst of all of these festivities, you hear uh, a staff banging on the ground from the entrance to the dance hall and you hear Bunsen say, now introducing Mr. Kermit and his betrothed,
3: Kermit, Kermit! Miss Piggy.
1: And uh, before he can get the Miss Piggy out, uh, I run up and go, ha!
3: <laughs>
0: and like you, you rush up to embrace Kermit and you see it linked in his arm the large pink arm of the woman you saw up on the stage all of those years ago and Kermit looks at you and says Oh Fuzzy, I'm so glad that we can meet each other again. You remember Miss Piggy, do you not? Ah. Ah. (laughs) And I think that's where we're going to pick up next time. (laughs) Yes! Ooh, boy. Wow. The drama.
1: The Regency drama and the watermelon fondue. <laughs> watermelon
0: <laughs> fondue.
3: Ned, can I just say how happy I am you brought Judy Dench into this? Because I never put a name with a face until for Judy Dench. I knew the name. I knew the face. But didn't put them together until college when you had a character who had the biggest crush on Judy Dench.
0: Oh, that's right. I had, oh my gosh. So another little bit of history with Comic Frenzy, every semester we would have character day, sometimes twice a semester where we would prepare a character beforehand, and then we would sit down and the rest of the cast would interview us. And it was about getting into character, being able to build a character on the fly. And sometimes we would use these as kind of like stock characters that we could pull out of our pockets during a scene and I brought in Shady Slim was his name.
4: That's right. Uh,
0: he was a Vietnam veteran who was also in a doo-wop group called Shady Slim and the Napalms <laughs> and he was convinced that he was married to Judy Dench.
4: <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, oh,
0: whether man. he was actually married to Judy Dench or not was never entirely ascertained, but he definitely believed that he was married to Judy Dench at one point.
3: And that they went on adventures together.
1: Maybe a little too much napalm in his life, right?
0: Maybe. Uh, Those the good old days. Well, these are also the good old days. We're living in the good old days right now. We are. we are. The
1: Regency days.
0: Well, dear listener, thank you for listening to Improv Tabletop and living through the good old Regency days with us. We'll be back next week with more adventures in the world of Pride and Prejudice and Puppets. If you want more, go and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a mom with a fondue fountain full of watermelon fondue (laughs) if you'll go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. I am going to be thinking for a long time about how watermelon fondue works
1: (laughs) and now it's just not watermelon juice right it's kind of pulpy
0: Uh, yeah it's great oh man we're also all over social media at improv tabletop so if you would like to connect with us there uh, maybe you'd like to talk with Caleb about how he thinks watermelon fondue works (laughs) then uh, don't be afraid to reach out Now, it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. Yeah! This week, we're shouting out Tyson Lanzin, Adrian Garneau, and Christine Lines. Hey! Yes, speaking of Caleb going to meet his in-laws for the first time, uh, would you like to give us a little bit of lore about these individuals here? Absolutely. Christine
4: Lines, unfortunately, could not make it to this fancy get-together here in our world of Muppetin, because... Her family was the one and only mechanic family in Muppeton that had to deal with Gonzo's car (laughs) that is broken down.
0: And Tyson and Adrian are the best mechanics in all of the land. I mean this is this is the early 1800s. The fact that you're even making cars is pretty amazing, right? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. so these three individuals are sure to be wealthy beyond imagining uh, because of they surely are bringing in at least a million pesos a year <laughs> based on their grand work in the automotive industry. We'll have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week and if you, dear listener, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop where you can also get things like Discord access, biannual sticker packs and more such as our current ongoing patron exclusive campaign Dumbledore's Delinquents where there's lots of magic hijinks happening and Connor is making as many people go bald as he can using magic. Some of them permanently. (laughs) That's something that uh, some characters have to deal with now but no spoilers. Uh, go check that out if you want to hear who is permanently bald at Hogwarts now. Now, let's do a round of plugs. Caleb, would you like to handle that this time around?
4: Absolutely. We have a sister podcast called iCast Fireball that is coming up on some very big finale type episodes that might be the end of a campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. And you should go check them out. It is a ripper and good time. Uh, and guys, I still hope that you guys are bathing. Mm. I still hope that you guys need soap in your life. And I want to let you know that my wife and I over here have rebranded my wife's soap company. Uh, we are now Wild Pages Soap Company. Still book-themed, still soap, still gets you clean. But we needed a bit of a rebrand, and we're liking it. So... Go check that out, wildpagessoapco.com. Get yourself some soap. Yeah, have you guys done a Jane Austen-themed
0: set of soaps yet?
4: She's done a few in the past, but not recently. We need to uh, come out with a Muppets and Jane Austen themed soap. It'll be like very fancy and swirly. And then on the top will be like some orange felt just like stuck into the top of the soap.
0: Uh, I shudder to imagine what gonzo soap is going to be scented like. (laughs) Just dirt. Yeah.
4: Just dirt. We do have a dirt scent.
0: Yeah. I got the Avatar Legends series. I got the Earthbender soap. And it smells like dirt, but in a good way, which is weird. It's good, clean dirt. It's earth. It's odd trying to like, you don't think dirt smelling good could be a thing, but they make it work somehow. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, go check out Wild Pages Soap Co. Aside from that, thanks for joining us here in the world of Pride and Prejudice and Puppets. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton as
4: the mother on a mission for Hugh Grant.
3: Heather, the socialite of one.
0: And Thomas, the jaw-dropped host. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Improv Tabletop. I just actually remembered one of the other things. I think I wrote this in one of my papers about sense and sensibility for that class. Something about in improv, we talk about show, not tell. And in Jane Austen, it's so tell not show that they spend 50% of the time thinking about talking about doing things. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) that's neither here nor there.